Etchstone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Etchstone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Yes, and good Monday morning. Welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I am your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with you about the nonprofits in our community. I'm getting um, a little bit acquainted here with the new setup in the studio. George and Bob uh, reconfigured the uh, control room here a little bit. I think this is the third or fourth time they've done that since moving into the turret here on Main Street. Um, It's a brand new board. It should be a brand new sound. It might take a little bit of adjusting on my part to get used to it. So I apologize for any glitchiness here today. But uh, so far, things seem to be going well. So... Uh, it is March 1st, and you're listening to the Community Connection Show. March 1st, how does that happen so fast? I do not know. Um, seems like just yesterday it was January, now February. And what do they say? March comes in like a lion, goes out like a lamb. I don't know. Today it's raining tomorrow, and it's in the, in the 40s. Tomorrow it's supposed to be sunny and in the teens. So welcome to, welcome to New Hampshire. Welcome to March. Um, so I hope you guys had a great weekend. I had a fantastic weekend. It was, it was, uh, you know, not beautiful weather on Saturday and, uh, you know, yesterday was okay, but just did some chores and errands, nothing really special or spectacular this weekend. Although, um, I have to say, uh, the, the pandemic binge watching just goes on and on. My wife and I have been binging, um, Outlander. What is Outlander? So it's um, you can find it on Netflix. You can find it on Prime. You can find it on Stars, which is one of the Prime channels. It's actually a star show. Outlander is a take spinoff of a book series about a, a woman who goes through some um, miraculous sort of stones, like Stonehenge kind of thing, in uh, up in Scotland um, in the nineteen say 40s late 40s and finds herself transformed back to the early 1700s and the story just takes off from there super interesting a lot of fun to watch they we just watched the fifth season and i understand the sixth season is not going to come out for another year so it's going to be a whole year but if you're looking for a binge worthy worthy show and you like historical fiction um and especially the the revolutionary war period of time super interesting watch outlander uh other than that, you know, it was just one of those rainy weekends. It was super lazy, didn't do much. 
Um, you know, took the dogs for a walk. Yesterday was a little nicer, so my wife and I kind of went for a walk in downtown Portsmouth, walked around. Um, we walked over the bridge to Maine. People who, my friends who grew up in California don't really understand this, but my wife posted something on Facebook saying, hey, we took a walk, we walked, we walked to Maine. And that would be a really funny thing for somebody who's California. Like, you don't just go to another state for, you know, for a little walk unless you live in like in Reno right on the border or something but anyway um, it was it was fun and uh, we did that so we got a great show for you today um, each week we bring uh, typically two different nonprofits to the air and the whole purpose of the show is to introduce the community to the nonprofits um, in Greater Nashua who are working tirelessly to make our community a place which is stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. Uh, today we're going to have Bob Keating on. Bob is a repeat um, guest to our show. Bob is very involved with the International Declaration on Human Rights. And that's super interesting um, kind of segment we have planned for you, talking with Bob about that. And then after that, we're going to be taking a little break and we'll be brought in, bringing in our folks from Greater National Mental Health to talk about the mobile response clinic and what that is, the mobile response team which operates throughout Greater Nashua, helping people who are have experiencing mental health crises. And um, the whole reason why you listen to the show is a couple of things. One is, you know, it's good to know about these things because we always have friends and family and neighbors and colleagues and loved ones who might tell us that they're experiencing something that is um, – an area where a nonprofit in the community might be able to help. And you always want to be the person who is helpful, right? You want to be that person who can say to one of your friends, you know, I am aware of this program that, that provides services, and um, here's who, who you should connect to. And that's great. That really feels good, right? You want to be able to be a helpful person. And I think that's my somewhere on Maslow's hierarchy of needs is the need to be helpful to your fellow fellow human being. And it makes you feel good, and it helps them as well. So that's one reason to listen to the show, because you're going to get lots of that every single week. But the other reason why I ask and encourage people to listen to our show is because we have a very giving community, a caring community, where people like to donate their time and donate their financial resources to support the greater good. And sometimes people just don't know, like, where can I make the most difference? And I always tell people, you can make the most difference if you find the thing that you're most passionate about. And by listening to our show each week, hopefully one of the organizations that shares their mission and their, um, you know, their approach to the community might speak to your heart and be something that you want to get involved with, donating your time as a volunteer, donating your financial resources as a donor, or doing both. You know, we have lots of people who do both. So that's why you listen to our show, The Community Connection Show, on WSMN 1590 AM um, each Monday from 9 to 10. I should also say a um, couple of ways to listen into our show. Of course, we're live on the air on 1590 AM and 95.3 FM. We're also live streaming on the Internet. I, um, I'm an old guy, right? I'm in my mid-50s. I was born way before the Internet, okay? So I don't understand exactly how this works, but I don't think it's important to understand how it works. I know that if you have a smart speaker, like I have a Google Home at home, and you just say, hey, Google, play 1590 AM, or 
hey, Google, play the Community Connection show on 1590 AM. I just picture there's a little person in there, a little man in there, or a woman, um, I don't care, in the inside the little machine, and they have, an, they have a transistor radio, and they dial up the show, and they play it for you. And I know that's not how it works, but that's kind of like how it works. So try your smart speaker for listening to our show. And the other way you can connect to us, of course, is on Facebook. And uh, that's on my personal Facebook page. If you just uh, search for Michael Affelberg, you'll find you'll find me on Facebook. Um, I'm the only Michael Affelberg in in Facebook, believe it or not. I mean, it's an uncommon enough name that Mark Zuckerberg hasn't found another one of us to recruit to the Facebook minions. And uh, so go ahead and find that. You can watch it live there as well. And that's the best place if you have questions or comments about the show to to do that. And I monitor that throughout the show. And if you, if you say something, I will respond. Um, perhaps you want to share a thought with one of our guests. So a um, couple of things I wanted to cover today. Really... I, in the first segment of our show, before we get to our guests, I wanted to talk a little bit today about the United Way's 2021 event calendar. What have we got going on this year? Because we just finalized our calendar, and we have a lot, a lot of ways to get involved in making a difference in our community. So I just kind of want to run through some of these, and if there's something here which interests you, then you can like uh, reach out to me at United Way, uh, give me a call, um, and uh, ask for Mike or ask for the guy. Like, There's only one Mike and there's only one guy, so it's easy enough to find me. Um, or you can... like. Um, Send me an email at mafelberg at unitedwaynashua.org or, I don't know, send me a message on Facebook. There's lots of ways to get a hold of me. So we just finished our Blizzard Blast. So I'm not going to talk about that. For April, and this is actually um, scheduled for April 7th, we're hosting our fifth annual food packaging event. Now, food packaging event is it's such a stupid-sounding name for a title of an event, but it is actually what we do. So we partner with an organization that provides the ingredients and the equipment. We bring the volunteers and help pay for the event um, to package up shelf-stable um, foods for our local food pantries. This year, we're going to package up 15,000 meals, and that's going to be a combination of cinnamon, apple, oatmeal, raisin, and for breakfast foods, and um, also um, beans and rice for uh, lunch or supper food. Super healthy combinations that then in turn, those meals are packaged up and go out to all the food pantries in greater Nashua who have a need for something, especially as they go into the late winter and um, early spring months, um, and in particular as they hit the summertime, these are our foods which are very much in high demand. And so if you want to get involved in that, just uh, shoot us an email and you can volunteer and we'd love to have you there. It usually takes about 25 people to, to run that event effectively on April 7th. Um, in May, we're having our, I think it's our fourth annual Community Farming Day of Caring. And that's where we partner with Grow Nashua to build out a community farming space. I call it urban farming. It's different than like a community garden, which is, you know, a garden is a garden's a nice thing, but a garden is not really something which gives you lots of real sustainable food capacity. Um, so it's really a farm. We build a, what we call an urban farm in a space that we've selected with Grow Nashua. And um, that becomes a sustainable kind of a thing over time. If you want to see one of those, for example, you can go to the Dr. Crisp Elementary School and, uh, in the alcove there, um, middle, midway through the school, there's a community farm, an urban farm that we've built that's now maintained by people from the community. They use the space and they grow their own food. So that's what we're doing um, in June. June 12th is the scheduled date. 
um, for that event. That's a big and fun event. In July, did I did I miss it all together? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did miss it all together. So in June, also, after the Farming Day of Caring, in June is Skydive United. So if you are interested in making a difference um, in helping homeless youth in our community, this is a fundraiser specifically for our community Ending Youth Homelessness Fund. And uh, it's the second time we're doing it. We go, I build a, together a little team of about you know 8 to 10 to 12 people. Um, we raise a little bit of money, and we go out to Pepperell, skydiving Pepperell, and we jump out of a plane. Now, most people say, Mike, that's stupid because, like, who wants to jump out of a perfectly good airplane? And I have to say that there's some part of me that agrees with that, especially last year, which is the first time I went skydiving, and I was falling out of this plane, and I thought, this is this is really dumb because, um, you know, like, why, why would you do this? But on the other hand, it's also really cool, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. If you ever have had skydiving on your bucket list and you'd like to challenge yourself to get involved with a fundraiser that is going to make a difference in our community, reach out to me for participating in Skydive United. It's going to be just awesome. I'm just telling you, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great time for a great cause. In July, we have our baby shower, which is um, the Think Fourth annual baby shower that we're doing at United Way. And what is the baby shower? It's a well, it's a baby shower for low-income families that are either expecting their first child or just have um, had have had their 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 fit their their family grow. Um, and it's connecting them to resources. So I don't know about you, when our baby girl was born some 26 years ago. You know, I had graduated from college. I was working on my master's degree. I was in a, I had a career getting started. I had traveled the world a little bit. I thought I knew everything, right? There was nothing you could tell me that I did not know until my baby was born. And then I realized all of a sudden overnight, Mike, you don't know nothing. You are completely ignorant. You have zero skills and zero knowledge about the way the world works. And a baby will do that to you. So the Community Baby Shower is a way in which we can connect people in the community to resources and information to help them to get a great launch on life with their, with their newborn. That's the Community Baby Shower in July. In August, we have our Over the Edge event. This is the event um, where if, you know what, if skydiving from 10,000, 11,000 feet isn't scary enough for you, then you should just try rappelling off of the Brady Sullivan Tower because that's also scary. And I've done that a couple times as well. Again, every time I'm doing it, I think, Mike, what the heck? Why are you doing this? But it's a fundraiser for our community. What makes this one different is that this is an opportunity for different nonprofits to get involved in a big fundraising event. So each nonprofit that participates, like in the past, Gateways has, and the Police Athletic League has, and Bridges has, Adult Learning Center, Family Promise, the Dental Connection, the United Way up in Manchester, um, our United Way, everybody builds their own little team. A team is five or six people. Um, each of the people on that team raise money and the money they raise goes back to that organization. So instead of being a United Way fundraiser, it's a community fundraiser. We love that because it really emphasizes the power of community and the power of the collective to make, to make big things happen. Um, so that is on August 16th and 17th. If you are interested in rappelling with us, um, becoming part of the event, it's about 100, 100 people or so that will participate. Each person raises a little bit of money and off we go. So that's also coming up in August over the edge at the Brady Sullivan Tower in Manchester. 
And wrapping things up, when we get into September, we're looking at our United We Sleep, which is our homelessness sleep out, raising money and awareness to end homelessness in our community. Um, this will be our fifth annual event. Last year, we had about 70 people participate, and those people raised about $70,000 to help end homelessness in our community. Super, super great event, and, and people learn a lot from community experts about the root causes and potential solutions for homelessness. And last but not least, at the very end of the year, in November, we will have our Shoebox Project Day of Caring. So the Shoebox Project is an event where we will um, pick a theme. Typically, it's like safety or staying warm or um, something else that is of benefit to seniors in our community who are homebound. And we will put together care packages through a series of collections. We put together care packages for those seniors. And we will um, then distribute those care packages through our partners at Gateways or Meals on Wheels or the caregivers um, to, uh, to help support those, those seniors in our community. So that's it. That's what's going on at United Way um, this year. Lots of going on. If you just email me at mafelberg at unitedwaynashua.org, that would be great. Or you can send an email to um, us at uh, info at unitedwaynashua.org as well. That works too. Other than that, uh, we're going to take our first break. Our show is brought to you by Etchstone Properties, Embroid Me, and Franklin Savings Bank. And we'll be back in just a couple minutes with Bob Keating talking about the International Declaration on Human Rights. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Bardis Law has been representing injured people for 20 years. Whether it's car accidents, motorcycle accidents, pedestrian injuries, dog bites, slips and falls. Bob Bartis is an experienced attorney who solves problems. Bartis Law, a statewide personal injury law firm. Their number is 603-880-1300 
or bartislaw.com. Inspired by our German artisan roots, Seuss Caramel has redefined the art of caramel making. Slow crafted, all natural, and preservative free with uncompromising standards. Cooked gently in small batches to create velvety textures and layers of flavor like no other caramel you've ever experienced. It is our sincere hope that you enjoy each Seuss caramel as much as we enjoy making it for you. I'm Tammy Fahey, and I never tire of hearing how much people enjoy my caramels. Please visit SeussCaramel.com to place your order and to see a listing of stores that carry our amazing caramels. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning. It is March 1st, 2021. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with um, individuals from the community and local nonprofits about what they're doing to make our uh, place Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. Pretty excited. We have a little bit different of a show today. Um, we have with us Bob Keating. Bob has been on the show before. I know Bob from the Greater Nashua Continuum of Care, which is in, which is um, sort of an association slash, I wouldn't call it an organization. It's really just a group of concerned citizens and um, community partners who are have in common the interest of ending homelessness in our community. So we know Bob from, I know Bob from there for a couple of years, and uh, we were striking up a conversation one day, and Bob says, you know, Mike, I'm involved with supporting the Universal Declaration on Human Rights. Is that something you might be interested in talking about on the show one day? And I thought, you know, heck, why not? Because, you know, it's it's different. It's interesting. So here we are. Bob, welcome to the show. Oh, by the way, I should say you need to hold the microphone by you. <laughs> Otherwise, the one thing about broadcasting <laughs> I've discovered, you need to have the microphone by you. So welcome to our show, Bob. Uh, thanks, Mike, for that uh, tip. <laughs> That'll help the... Uh uh, getting the message out uh, clearly, people can hear you. So I, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to come again. And uh, you know, before uh, uh, you might want to hold the mic just a little bit closer. It's hard to do this with the in the age of face masks. I know that, yeah. like Bob and and George, they're not huge fans of broadcasting with face masks. But I've stayed on throughout the entire pandemic. I've opted to be in person. I've opted to not do sort of the Zoom, Skype, whatever radio show. I think in-person radio is the only way to go. So that means masks, and that means also modulated. So it means the microphone has to be real close for it to work well. <laughs> anyway, so tell us a little bit about the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. For people who don't know, what's the primer? Yeah, well, the primer is uh, World War II uh, that uh, we you know, lost uh, – 
Maybe that was the 100 million people. And uh, while the war was still going on, uh, uh, the allies uh, were saying, we need uh, this international organization, just as uh, happened after World War I. And they were organizing literally as the war was going on. And uh, they came together, and right in the very beginning of it, which was in 1945, at the, at the time the war ended, and the, uh, shortly thereafter was the first meeting of the uh, United Nations, they said uh, that we need a covenant about uh, human rights so we can get to a place that there will not be this, uh, this, this absolutely uh, calamitous event that killed so many people. So it was the pandemic that uh, made uh, our current pandemic look small in terms of numbers. And so with that, uh, the United States, which was a, a leader of it, uh, appointed Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, and they, they worked for three years and came together. One thing, Bob, you might want to not hold on to the microphone because that actually picks up the sound. Sorry about that. I should have told you that too. More pro tips today. Keep going. Sorry, you were saying about Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, who uh, was appointed as the head of it, and she did a wonderful job uh, orchestrating this. And what ended up happening is that uh, all of the all of the nations uh, uh, that were represented uh, uh, signed on to this. There were a number of abstentions from the. Uh, uh, the Soviet bloc and uh, a few other countries, but nobody opposed it. And at this point, 192 nations have signed on to this. And essentially it says that all human beings ha have uh, dignity and rights and the rights of the political rights that we're so uh, used to in our own constitution here, but it also has economic rights that says everyone should have the kinds of things that United Way is is all about uh, listening to what health, education, and financial stability. You know, uh, all all the way across, yep. but to say that that is really what it needs to happen, and it is important for peace uh, in the world, and obviously it's for the well-being. So it is the the most important uh, document, most say about human rights, and certainly, I think the 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 greatest. Uh, uh, amount of agreement uh, across the uh, uh, the world uh, to say this is this is what should be now the reality is that uh, even though there have been uh, international laws multiple international laws to uphold these and to mm -hmm. to make them into practice clearly at times the way in which we live may, uh, does not keep in fully with the spirit of the uh, of the uh, uh, universal declaration of human rights so if i was to think about sort of comparisons um it sounds to me like the Universal Declaration of Human Rights is similar to, is in the world of human rights, very similar to the Geneva Convention is in the world of, say, war. It says these are these these are the do's and the don'ts, the things you know, as from an international perspective, um, how we have agreed that we that we as a society collectively should uh, work with our people. Yeah, that's absolutely in the Geneva Conventions. Uh, come out of the universal human rights. Okay. I mean, that's, that, that is the foundation. They estimate there's about 20 international laws and treaties that come right uh, uh, from the uh, Universal Declaration of Human Rights. So we can be very proud of this. It sounds like um, this is, um, to some great extent, um, a... a uh, Something that that we personally, the United States of America, had uh, its stamp on. 
from the very beginning with Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt was you know, arguably, I mean, she was the she was the force in pulling this uh, together. And uh, um, and yes, we we have been the leader, and we uh, we signed on it from the very beginning. And there was two major parts of it: the political rights and the uh, the economic and cultural rights that were split off for it that became treaties. Unfortunately, that, that one part on the, uh, the cultural and economic rights, the United States has been signed by the president, but it was never ratified by the, uh, uh, by the Senate. Uh, so okay. that's, that's one area that we are not saying. The, the political rights, yes, we've, we, we've led that. So uh, political rights would be um, things like uh, freedom of speech, freedom of so self-expression, um, I suspect voting rights, uh, those types. That's right. Of things. In court, you know, into being uh, to be represented mm -hmm. in, in court. Society of laws. laws. Yep. Right. right. Those are the kinds of things. Okay, and then the the uh, uh, economic rights would be around things like uh, you know, food security, housing stability, um, health. Yeah, you know, in terms of health services, the social services that are necessary, and it, it repeats the idea that this is necessary for the full development of the human personality uh, and for the dignity and worth of the individual and the family. Uh, and and there's an area that, uh, in the end, that uh, most nations in the world have signed on to that one too, but that one has been more contentious and, and is basically uh, sat uh, on the uh, the sideline for for a long time absolutely absolutely now you and your wife launched a website I understand mm -hmm. to help to educate people and promote the uh, declaration talk a little bit about that if you don't mind yeah well <clears throat> as I say this you know that this has been uh, <clears throat> you know first signed in uh, uh, in 1948 uh, and 192 nations have signed on to the Universal Declaration of Human Rights in actual practice that uh, all, almost all nations don't uh, you know fully uh, hold uh, hold up to to the uh, uh, the rights that are there so so in part that we wanted to um, to continue to the work to, to promote that and looking at the uh, you know 75th anniversary will be coming up in a you know in a couple of years of, of that uh, but we also looked at on the practical day-to-day uh, -day thing about that, again, the United uh, Way and uh, all of the groups that come here and part of the continuum care and just in general, how can they advocate and can they say, well, what is the precedent for saying that people should have enough to eat? Mm -hmm. uh, even though, you know, you and I and most people say, well, of course that's right. People should have enough to eat. But here is a, here is a statement that says this is really put into uh, black and, and white. So uh, did that to, to help people to have particular advocacy when they're speaking before uh, uh, the city or the towns that they live in or, or in the state or when they're contacting their congressman or their senator. But also on another level, I you know, spent uh, my, my whole adult life, 50 years, working in the mental health field. And I look at these human rights as essentially foundational. If you look in terms of a building, uh, this, is the, uh, this is the cellar, this is the walls, this is the roof. Uh, to say that each and every one of you, uh, that these are your guarantees for being a human being. And so the website itself shows ways in which people can use this individually to, uh, to do daily meditations uh, on it. Uh, in small groups, you can use that to, to support uh, the, the fact of that 
these are things that are not earned. These are your birthrights. Now, it's not just about rights, because the, mm -hmm. the website says it's universal rights and responsibilities, because this document speaks very specifically uh, that to, uh, to have your rights, you've got to uphold the rights of, of others. So, uh, for example, in Article 29, and there are 30 articles in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, it says that all have duties to the community uh, and that only in the community can the full development of the personality uh, take, take place. So it, it's a way, this website, and, uh, to, to promote that people have rights, uh, but it also says they have something to give back. Everyone has something to, to give back to the, to the community. And so it's, it's a reciprocity, it's a mutuality. So both, uh, you granted this, but you've got to honor that in another, another person. So we have very concrete things in there uh, that you can utilize, and I've, well, Think you might have been there when I did a presentation mm -hmm. on on uh, yep. uh, on some of the ideas of that. So so it combines advocacy and self help. I think that's fantastic, and I, I uh, would say um, to find the website. It's a pretty long web address, but it's e <laughs> but it's all words. Right. <laughs> so it's www.universalrightsandresponsibilitiesadvocates.org. www.universalrightsandresponsibilitiesadvocates.org. And uh, by the way, when I post the podcast for this show, that'll include the link to that. Thank you. So that people can look it up. Um, and I love that uh, you've included a quote. Do you mind if I read the quote from Eleanor Roosevelt? All right, all right. I'm bad at reading things uh, over online because my, my mask fogs up my reading glasses, <laughs> I, but we'll give it a whirl, I right? I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so where, this is from Eleanor Roosevelt, where, after all, do universal human rights begin? in small places close to home, so close that they cannot be seen on any maps of the world. Yet, they are the world of the individual person, the neighborhood he lives in, school or college he attends, the factory, farm, or office where he works. Such are the places where every man, woman, and child seeks equal justice, equal opportunity, equal dignity without discrimination. Unless these rights have meaning there, they have little meaning anywhere. Without concerned citizen action to uphold them close to home, we shall look in vain for progress in the larger world. I, I think that is such a great comment and such a great quote. I'm glad you included that on your website. So we only have a minute or so left. Um, more information can be found on the Universal Rights and Responsibilities Advocates.org website. Bob, any last words for our audience about this, how they can get involved? Well, I, you know, I think you should... Quoting uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, it's hard to uh, to go beyond what what she uh, she said. And uh, uh, people can get involved in the very simplest things is to 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 read the rights themselves, uh, uh, to know uh, what they are, and to see how that is being manifested in your life, in your in your community work, in your personal work, and uh, to to use it uh, as, as a way to not just to keep it on the shelf, but to you know promote it. Because in the in the declaration in the in the preamble, it uh, ends with essentially saying uh, that uh, everyone, every individual, every organ of society, keeping constantly in mind this declaration, should promote the respect for the individual rights and and freedoms, and uh, through education to secure the effective 
observa recognition and observation of it. So by doing that, that you make manifest what, what the work I think of almost everyone in our community is to make for a better community where everyone feels that they belong and they are connected with the, each other. Not based on income, not right. based on profession, but based on, on being a human being. That is, that is yours. It's a compass, a true north, if you will, to create a roadmap to a better world. Uh, absolutely. It's fantastic, That's Bob. It. Thank you thank so you. much for coming on today well, and sharing some of your thoughts. I really appreciate that. Uh, best to, thank best you. to you and your wife. It's really right. good to see you in person. Yes, absolutely. Right. I appreciate you keeping up the force. Well, there we go. So we're going to take a break now. Um, our show, which is brought to you by several generous sponsors, will be mentioned during our break. After the break, we're going to be joined by our next guests, which are from the Greater Nashua Mental Health Center, talking about the Mobile Crisis Unit and what it's doing to help people in our community uh, who are experiencing mental health crises. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. Now that winter is here, your comfort and indoor air quality are more important than ever. A new heating system with a state-of-the-art air purification, humidification, or zoning option can make hibernating a lot more pleasant. Upgrading any type system will save you money and ensure you a worry-free system. Don't wait until you have no heat. And remember, that's Joyce Cooling and Heating, 882-4244, or on the web at JoyceCool.com. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, 
or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We're here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with the nonprofits in our community, organizations that are working day in and day out to make our community a place which is stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. I'm joined today by two guys from Greater Nashville Mental Health talking about um, – something called the Mobile Crisis Unit, something that uh, I don't know that we've actually talked specifically about the Mobile Crisis Unit. We've had Greater National Mental Health on many times in the past, including uh, including my bestie, Dr. Whitaker. Um, but uh, we've never talked about Mobile Crisis. And I'm really glad to have you guys on the show. So we have Bill and we have Greg, and I'm going to turn their microphones on and we'll give it a whirl and see how this works. So maybe we'll start with Bill. And Bill, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you, Mike. Good to meet you finally in person. Well, I think that's great, too. And I'm glad. Uh, and your voice, by the way, coming through loud and clear. So that's Excellent. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's a little tricky with the, the face masks and yeah. the live broadcasting. And does it sound good? And it's, it's a little muffled more than they would like. The professionals are like, Mike, come on. You really got to do that? I'm like, yeah, I got to do that because I'm the United Way guy. I can't like give out 150. 50,000 face masks and they'll not wear one during my show, right? <laughs> so, Bill, tell us a little bit about your your uh, your title and what you do over at Greater National Mental Health. Sure. So, I am a peer support specialist for the Mobile Crisis Response Team. And as a peer support specialist, we, uh, we, 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 we go off of lived experience. I am a person in recovery and I'm able to come alongside folks in a time of crisis and help to, you know, break down walls, provide that support, again, through lived experience. So, it's... Uh, it's very powerful. I'm very grateful for the, the opportunity and, and, and the position, to be honest. Sounds like a very rewarding type of type of work to be doing. I've, I've spoken with other people in peer, in peer support um, from Hearts and from Revive Recovery, and um, it feels to me like for them it's just such a meaningful way of giving back. And if you can do that professionally, then... Well, you know, it's like no day is work if it's not work if you if you love what you're doing and and uh, you can express that through some of your own experiences. Absolutely, yeah, it, it really is a blessing. I get to I get to come to work every day. I get to serve others and share my experience, strength, and hope, and uh, you know, just get to pour into people and, like I said, come alongside in any way, shape, or form. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thank you for your introduction, Greg. Tell about yourself. Um, what, what do you do over at Greater National Mental Health? So, uh, my name is Greg Lennox, and uh, I've been working for uh, Greater National Mental Health for about four years now, and um, have moved into the associate director position over there, uh, mobile crisis. And I'm currently a, a licensed clinical mental health uh, clinician, and so, you know, my my main role a lot of times is, you know, we're going out to community like Bill and I will go out, and ide- ideally, we're helping people. Um, hook up with services that may not actually be receiving any services at this time, you know, to kind of kind of promote those uh, promote uh, overall wellness specifically uh, right now because there's been quite a uh, hit in the communities as you well know, Mike. 
Absolutely. Now, um, the mobile crisis unit itself. Um, let's talk a little bit about what is that. How does it work? Um, I have actually had the opportunity in, in, in times past to refer to the mobile crisis unit, so I'm relatively familiar, but I don't think most people in the community really know about this. How does this, this actually work? By the way, it's really great. Donna, I suspect Donna is with you guys here. Uh, or not, is she just not to no, our she, knowledge? No, or she, is she just listening on the radio? She's so she, funny. She sent me a message on Facebook. <laughs> she's texting you. Oh, okay. She says, "Mike, still sounds too soft and muffled." It's great the way we communicate. This is over Facebook Messenger. So Donna, <laughs> hi. How are you today? And I'm hoping it sounds a little bit better. Please do tell me if it does. I can only hear what it sounds like to me, and I think it sounds fine. So sorry about that. Um, tell us a little bit about the mobile crisis unit. So the idea of uh, mobile crisis is really going out into the community. Uh, if there, there may be an issue, whether or not somebody's at home, if some people feel um, like they can't make it into Greater Nashua and to get some mental health services in, in, in that case. So we'll mobilize and typically, you know, Bill and myself, we may go out and visit a person in the community. It could be at home. It could be anywhere uh, for that matter. And we basically just go have a conversation to see, you know, what's going on and, and what we might be able to do with. Uh, to help and so how long does it take um uh, when somebody is identified or referred to mobile crisis Mm -hmm. um it's kind of feels to me like it's almost like uh boy this is going to sound terrible way way i say this but it's like it's like the swat team of (laughs) of of mental health (laughs) i grew up in the 70s right so i have this you you remember the the tv show swat yeah Yeah, yeah, that's that's what i grew up with i kind of feel like this is the swat the, the rapid response the emergency response team it's the uh you know, it's sort of the front lines of um, a mental health crisis um, as opposed to um, maybe having to be going to a hospital or something like that immediately. How does it work? Yeah, I mean, the idea of mobile crisis in a lot of cases is to divert people from going to the emergency room a lot of times and kind of lessen the overall impact of, you know, especially today when we're thinking about it because there's so many different crises that need to be dealt with at the emergency room. So in right. this case with mental health, they're... You know, I, I would say that, you know, unfortunately, there's been quite a stigma, and I know Dr. Whitaker has talked to you about that, uh, in not just in our community, community-wide. Uh, there's really been a push as far as overall wellness is concerned and mental health. I think you see it in sports today. I think you see it mm-hmm. a lot as far as uh, the people, you know, Golden Globes were last night. So there's much more of an awareness in that case. And so... Unfortunately, it can be very difficult because it it can be such a labyrinth for people to really kind of work through, how do I get mental health services? Mm -hmm. Uh, And in that case, you know, we have our 1-800 number that we can, you know, 1-800-762-8191, little plug, you know, uh, in that case. Um, But what we do is we kind of help you navigate some of those challenges uh, so we can connect you to the services that may actually be appropriate Mm -hmm. uh, in that case. And so that's typically how we work. Blake, to your to your yeah. point, <clears throat> the the first responders kind of of the mobile crisis unit um, is great because we get to catch folks in that moment of crisis, and what better time to address things that go on? Because we we know just as anyone, you could you could be going through a crisis, and maybe you work through it to a certain extent, and then it kind of gets pushed to the side. Um, so having folks that can come out and engage right away and do an assessment and really uh, take help to take steps to uh, 
educate and learn and, and then, you know, treatment and whatever might be needed is, is great. It's powerful. Yeah. So it can be kind of the first step to a longer process, but it's, it's, it's an easy first step to, to take once you get connected. You don't have to, you don't have to navigate the entire system to get connected. Exactly. No. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's one of the things that's great about our team. Um, and, you know, and again, the wraparound services that we have over at Greater Nashua can really help and we can kind of connect people in that in that regard. Because like I said before, it can be really confusing if something we've never had to deal with. If we've broken our leg before, we have a pretty good idea what we need to do. But if we're in that right. crisis, we don't necessarily know what to do. So there are concrete steps put in place instead of this abstract concept of what mental health may be. Well, I think that's a really actually a powerful point you just made. Um and I hadn't actually thought of it that way, but it's, it's absolutely true. I'm walking along, I fall, I break my ankle. I'm going to know, like, I pick up the phone, I'm going to call 911, somebody's going to come, the ambulance is going to take me, or I'm going to call a friend, I'm going to say, help me out here. But if I'm experiencing some sort, maybe I'm experiencing um, anxiety or mm-hmm. depression or some other type of a, of a mental health crisis, I probably am also not, I'm probably the worst person at that point to actually seek out help because mm-hmm. because of the actual crisis itself, the nature of the crisis. Right, sure. right. I mean, if we, if we think about this, like if we become hurt, like if we break a leg, like our, our, our focus becomes very narrow. Yeah. And, you know, very much what you're talking about. So in the case that we're starting to get in a crisis, at, you know, using your example of anxiety, Right. In that case, I become more and more anxious. Mm-hmm. Physiological processes start to take over and my overall purview of what's going on really shrinks down. And so, you know, that's a wonderful aspect of having somebody who's a peer support specialist. Right. Because it really helps smooth relationships because it's about building relationships. And I know you've talked about that on the show before. But again, that one on one interaction, bringing in live life experiences so you know that you're not alone. Yeah. So if. um the, you mentioned the 800 number, mm-hmm. and I, um, my concern about 800 numbers is there are so many of them, like nobody ever remembers the right 800 <laughs> right, number. Right. Is it possible for somebody who, like, are there other ways to connect? I mean, because, uh, like, if you call 211 or if you do call 911, mm-hmm. um, in either of those cases, is it likely that uh, that person making that call is going to be referred to the mobile crisis unit. So, I, you know, one of the things that's really interesting because we're developing, a, you know, um, really good relationships like with National Police Department and yeah. other, you know, Hearts and, and Revive. Um, you know, Bill and I have both worked with Revive and Hearts before mm-hmm. as, and, and, and with the, and the police department. So in the case that something may actually occur, um, they can actually give us a ring instead of the person. The person may not need to call us, but again, we have that good those ancillary contacts that can bring us in should something actually fit. Yeah, uh, you know, right. for the SWAT response, as you call the it, SWAT response. Right. Well, someone- I think that's good to know that there are lots, lots of different ways to get into it. Because, like, I know, for example, people know that I know of it, and the way I got connected to it was somebody called me and said, "I have this person who's a friend of mine who's experiencing a mental health crisis." Um, what can I do? You talked at one point about this mobile, you know, this this crisis unit. Do you know mm-hmm. anything about that? And I actually picked up the phone and called one of my friends, and that got them connected. That is not really the way it's supposed to work, right? Right. Well, you know, you, you know I'm not the hotline. So. You're you're not the hotline, but that yeah. brings up a great point, right? Is the amount of collaboration that exists mm. in this community in this area is is extraordinary. It really um, it really is. It really That's is. For sure. There's so many people that just want to help and serve others and. It's such a beautiful thing. So whether it comes in through the 800 number 
or someone else, or, you know, a referral source, or on the website, gnmh.org. Uh, people can go there and gather, you know, all sorts of information. It's, it, it's always a win. Yeah, and I and yeah. I and again, as we increase more and more of our footprint within the community, the more readily accessible it becomes. Just like again, through the one-on relationships, and again, that's really what we're trying to build with with client with people or perspective. You know, people who may be in a crisis along those lines. So, uh, as more and more time goes on, uh, ideally through word of mouth and other things that we do, that uh, you know, it becomes more uh, accessible. Any um, considerations nowadays due to the pandemic? How have you guys been able to operate, um, you know, through that? Obviously, you've got, you know, you're dealing with, it. this is a person-to-person thing. You don't do mobile crisis through telehealth. That's just probably not the way to do this. How have we been able to operate, you know, for the last year or so? Yeah, I, you know, and, you know, Bill does a number of outreaches, too, so I'll let him speak to that. But in a lot of cases, we're using the, the, the standard precautions, you know, recommended by the CDC as well as our organization, which are in conjunction as we go out. You know, we'll do some COVID screening questions before we show up and that type of thing. But we take, obviously, the precautions that need to be mm-hmm. that need to be taken, and we yeah. still go. Yeah, that's, a, that's outstanding. I'm wondering if um, um, the, the face mask in particular, hmm. if this has been a particular challenge with helping people um, – through mental health issues, just because so much of the way we express ourselves is through our mouths, mm-hmm. through our facial expressions. How has that been a challenge for you guys? I, I know for me, right, so Greg mentioned uh, community outreach, and I, I go out and it, it, it's such a necessity to get out to engage folks and, and meet them where they're at, right? Um, practicing safe protocols, wearing the mask, keeping distance. And there, to your point, though, there are times where I will step further away and pull my mask down so they can see my facial expression because you're right so it, important it really is it's it's a blocker but you know what it's it's just so important that we get out there and and if you know if we're if we're being safe and we're being smart um hopefully everything works out well you, you know it's great and on that and on that note i mean like you said you know uh facial expressions and things like that we can also utilize our gesticulations and other things to really kind of emphasize what we're you know that warmth and that genuineness Uh, and on top of it the words that we choose Mm -hmm. and really being cognizant of those when we're working with people one-on-one or however it may actually be so that and and reading people because you can read eyes too well, that's true. Um, we also live in a very diverse community, and I wanted to ask um, how in, how the mobile crisis unit deals with people who are from, for, say, from our Rohingya community or our Brazilian speaking Portu- or Portuguese speaking Brazilian community or one of our Spanish speaking communities. Um, what sort of? I mean, that's obviously a challenge as well. How do, how do you work around those issues? Uh, educating ourselves in regards to cultural awareness is, is again paramount. Um, I speak Spanish pretty well, uh, you know, a little bit of Portuguese here and there, uh, mm-hmm. but we do have folks that we can, that we can lean on within the agency and outside the agency, uh, in terms of translation and whatnot. Yeah. That's really great. I'm watching the show here, the, the timing, and it looks to me like we might be just about out of time guys. So I'm wanting to say, is there anything else in particular that you want to mention? You know, we're here, uh, we're growing and our, um, and we're excited to be here in the community like we were talking about before. And, uh, you know, again, I think as, as the rest of the country is seeing with the prevalence of COVID over the past year, 
that there is a lot of stress anxiety out there and that is normal and and doing something about it is a, is a wonderful thing for both you and your family i think that's a really good a positive note to end on Absolutely. so um we've been listening to bill and greg from greater national mental health about the mobile crisis response team um, more information available at Greater National Mental Health's website, gnmh.org. Correct. Um, or you can just Google them, Greater National Mental Health. Um, if you know somebody who is in crisis, um, call the police department, call 911, call 211, call me at United Way, call Greater National Mental Health, but but call. call That's somebody. the thing right. is call, ask for help, um, because it's out there. Thank you guys so much for coming on today. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Mike. Mike. Well, we will be back on next week with another edition of the United Way Community Connection Show with Mike Affelberg, your host. Um, we'll be on at 9 a.m. next Monday. Until next week, please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Myanmar police fired on protesters around the country on Sunday in the bloodiest day in weeks of demonstrations against a military coup. At least 18 people were killed, said the United Nations. President Biden offered his support on Sunday to union organizing